Today on CityCast Philly, if you've watched a Philadelphia Eagles game this season, you may have seen quarterback Jalen Hurts surging on top of a pile of players. It's a critical gameplay known as the brotherly shove. I'm talking to a sports business reporter about why this NFL team is now trademarking this phrase. It's Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. John George, senior reporter at the Philadelphia Business Journal. First, I've got to ask you, are you an Eagles fan? Well, let's just put it this way. I've lived in Philadelphia all my life. I've never had a phone number that didn't start 215. But as a journalist, I can't really come out and say I'm a fan, but I don't think I've missed a game in in the past decade. Oh, I love it. Good, good, good. So speaking, maybe fan to fan, <laughs> do you like this Eagles brotherly shove or some people call it the tush push? I think I like anything that helps the team win. See, um, <laughs> I think they uh, uh, have the, the personnel to run a play that clearly other teams in the NFL can't stop. So I would say keep doing it. For those who may not have seen this play, can you describe it? What does it look like? Well, sure. I mean, historically, uh, whenever a team's faced with a short yardage situation, uh, one of their options is a quarterback sneak. And that's just where everybody lines up on the uh, line of scrimmage. The quarterback takes the snap and and tries to you know, surge forward for that yard or whatever they need. But the Eagles have figured out a way to kind of help the quarterback. So what they do is they line up everybody close to the ball. They snap the ball and they have guys behind Jalen Hurts. So as he's looking for that hole that he can exploit, he's got people shoving him from behind to try to pick up a couple extra yards. And, you know, the NFL had a rule that said a teammate can't assist a player going forward. Um, But that rule, for whatever reason, was taken off the books. And I think the Eagles were smart enough to realize there's an opportunity here. And, you know, Hurts is a special quarterback. He's it's been well documented that he can bench press, I don't remember the figure, 400 pounds or something like that. Yeah, some reports say Hertz can squat more than 500 pounds and bench press 275. Right. Um, so he is a very strong individual. And and the key to the play is he gets low. He He's um, moving where he sees that hole. He's getting an extra shove from behind. And it's hard to stop. Now, I've been curious, though, who actually can get credit for this name, the brotherly shove? Is it head coach Nick Sirianni? Is it the Eagles? Or is it a fan? I've read in a recent Billy Penn article that there was a Reddit user who used this phrase before. And they say, well, we're not the first. Someone else may be the first. So who gets the credit for this? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you. I did a search to try to find out who was the first person to use it. And, you know, the Internet's going to give you 10 answers and uh, you don't know which one's true. And uh, I don't know if we'll ever truly know who the first person, you know, to take that brotherly love motto that Philadelphia is known for and apply it to this play. You know, what I do know is the Eagles are trying to uh, make some money off of it. So tell me, what's the business case here? Why would a National Football League team need to trademark a phrase? Well, I mean, they want a trademark because they want to be able to use it on merchandise, T-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever they think of. 
and have that exclusive to them. And, you know, the Eagles fans have uh, shown that they like to wear apparel. Uh, if you've ever watched the uh, <laughs> a game, you know that they're, they're always wearing replica jerseys. And so I have no doubt that fans would welcome uh, the purchase of a T-shirt that plays off of this play. You know, what, how that translates into dollars, I don't know. But, you know, they, they were smart enough to uh, be the first ones to file a trademark application with the U.S. Patent Office. I will tell you this, though, and just in researching everything for our conversation today, I saw there's a second company that has filed a trademark for Brotherly Shove. Um, oh, interesting. Who is that? They're, they're a company out of um, South Jersey. I don't know uh, enough about them yet to talk about them, but uh, I intend to follow up on it and uh, keep an eye on the business journal, and hopefully I'll have a story on it. Uh, but their trademark uh, came a couple of days after the Eagles. And that's usually important when the office determines who gets it. But apparently what's not important is who invented it, who came up with it first. Because as history has shown, you know, first out of the gate, that's an important place to be. So what you're saying, it's, it may not be who came up with it first, but who actually filed. Right, exactly. And who has the claim and... You know, I'm not a, a trademark copyright attorney. I know there's lawyers that specialize in just that area, and that proves that it is a complex field. I know that the process can take typically a year and a half to get that approved. That doesn't mean the Eagles tomorrow can't, you know, say, hey, we have a line of T-shirts with this on it. it in fact, the trademark office is going to want to see that you're producing materials before they grant that trademark. So. Where it goes from here is anybody's guess. They're, I can almost guarantee they're not going to wait before they try to commercialize uh, uh, the phrase. Have other Philly sports teams gone through this trademark process? It's certainly something we're seeing a lot more of now. Um, it actually... I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but based on my research, Joel Beat with the Sixers was really the first one in recent uh, memory to try to get a trademark. He um, uh, filed an application a couple of years ago for Trust the Process. As Sixers fans know, that phrase came into being when uh, their former general manager was embarking on a strategy where they didn't play real well for a couple of years to get better draft picks. And uh, one of them ended up being Joel Embiid. And the uh, the mantra from the supporters of the franchise, you know, you have to trust the process. You have to trust the process. So here's Joel Embiid who adopted the nickname, the process, since he was like the centerpiece for it, uh, following a trademark application. Now, he didn't get it on his first attempt. He wanted it for T-shirts, sweatshirts, the normal apparel. But he actually got beat to the punch. If you remember, there was a show on cable on, I believe, MSNBC called The Prophet. Right, yes. And an entrepreneur made Marcus Mimonis. I'm probably not saying his name right, and I apologize to Marcus. But he, um, as part of his show called The Prophet, would work with struggling entrepreneurs. And he had this theory about people and placement of objects and all this, his business strategy that he called the process. And he would be always telling them on the show, you have to trust the process. 
So he's a sharp businessman. So he saw an opportunity and he filed a trademark for that phrase for use on shirts and other apparel. And so when John and B tried to do the same thing, they said no. Now that didn't stop him. He came back, I believe, last year and filed a new trademark, not for clothes, but for use of it on things like games and puzzles and even like miniature replica stadiums, things like that. Uh, anything, I guess, he and his, like his toys, team could think okay. of. Yeah. So that's pending. That's like a lot of the other ones is pending. Other examples, uh, well, Jalen Hurts himself. Oh, yeah. Quarterback Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He uh, has a number, I think it's up to five now, where he has filed trademarks on things like Rare Air. And that has to do with a, um, a shoe product. He signed a deal with um, the Jordan brand, Nike's Jordan brand earlier this year. And so he followed that up with that. He um, filed a trademark for the phrase, I had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. That was something he said during a pre-Super Bowl press conference when reporters were reminding him that a lot of pundits had various opinions on his abilities to lead a team to a Super Bowl. And there he was. And so he uh, uttered that phrase. And I think he saw that as an opportunity for something to slap on a T-shirt. Um, all those are pending. Like I said, it's about 18 months to two years to go through all of this. Other teams, the Phillies. Um, right. Bedlam at the Bank. Bedlam at the Bank was something that Scott Fransky, the radio announcer, said uh, after Bryce Harper hit a home run to get them into the World Series. And uh, that became repeated. And the Phillies, not Scott Fransky, saw an opportunity. So they filed a trademark for it. So there's probably other examples that I'm not thinking of. But listen, teams uh, need to look everywhere they can for revenue. These players' salaries are are going up and up and up. And, and you know, the TV deals are bringing in more money. But these guys that run these teams, they're smart business people. So they're going to look for every opportunity they can. And the players themselves. It's smart because what if you get injured, God forbid, knock on wood, and right. you need some money. <laughs> yeah. You have to maximize your ability to generate revenue as an athlete when you can. I don't know right. where I read it, but the average career of an NFL player lasts something like 3.5 years. That's not a long time. It's not, right. So if you can pick up a little bit of extra revenue uh, by you know selling some T-shirts, I think that's great. I uh, One of the things you know, covering the business side of sports that – has been fascinating to watch is it used to be that not so long ago players, when they would sign an endorsement deal would just, you know, take X amount of money from a company and they would appear in a commercial or they would uh, be in an ad where they're endorsing the product. Well, they're getting a little slicker now and they want to, if they're going to work with a company, they want a piece of that company. They want an equity position as part of their partnership. So everybody's getting pretty smart, and sports is a big business. And my last question, is there an ETA on when fans could see a brotherly shove T-shirt or a hoodie? Because I, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Eagles haven't let me know yet, um, but I'm, it's a story that I'm following. And uh, if I do see uh, something pop up online, I'll be sure to let you know. All right. John George, senior reporter at the Philadelphia Business Journal. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Oh, thank you. 
We'll have a link to the story in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about Philly sports teams and players applying for trademarks, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.